you know, the birds were coming in. And basically, Paul Revere had that little militia, which is like a militia. small... Yeah, militia, which is like a small group of people. Mm-hmm. And basically, he kind of yelled, the British are coming. And like, he was yelling it out so everybody could get prepared. And basically, all the locals had already ran out. Yeah. So then... And then it's actually unknown who fired who fired the first shot in the American Revolutionary War. Kind of makes sense. I mean, who's supposed to necessarily know? Because like that was like hundreds of years ago, and it wouldn't have been that well. And recorded. no one tweeted it. Yeah, like I'm thinking of the word militia again, and I just what popped in my head was like one of those advertisements for a for a new prescription. Totally. Ask your doctor about militia. Side effects may include vomiting. Hello, and welcome to this episode of What John Knows About, the podcast. This is the show where we pose a random question to 10-year-old John and see what he knows about the topic and where his answer might wander. Now, on to our show. John. Hi. So this is our Friday episode, but it's not going to be our typical fun Friday episode. This will be a regular one. Mm. And the significance of this one will be it's going to be released on July 3rd. So we're going to make this Ooh, a rev- I mean, uh, an Independence Day episode. All right. So John. So John. Yeah. What do you know about Independence Day? Independence Day is the day that independence was created for America. Basically, this was because the British was basically taxing America, which was a small colony, which now kind of evolved into, I wouldn't say an independent country, but a part of Great Britain at the time, ruled under like Great George III or like something. Great George III? No, like I King forgot. George? Yeah, yeah, King George III. But they were yeah, they were British subjects, right? These were colonies of Right, of Britain, which was, which was originally founded in the discovery of Jamestown in like 1606. Right. So um and then we we got to the French a point oh. where the American colonists was being decided taxed. they were being taxed unfairly and they they and wanted they didn't independence really have, from and they didn't have that much free speech nor independence but the reason why they were being taxed is an easy answer after the french and indian war which surprisingly george washington led against the french you'll see why i'm like you'll see why it's kind of surprising later britain they basically gone bankrupt like in monopoly okay. so they needed to tax the Americans so that way they could earn their cash back. Hmm. So they they did some unfair taxes. Yeah, on like tea, then, sugar, a lot of things. Right. So uh so you mentioned tea. What happened with with the uh how did the Americans demonstrate against uh dumping twenty-four whole boxes into the Boston Harbor, the very well-known Boston Tea Party. It was directed from the Sons of Liberty, and they basically disguised themselves as American Indians who, like, were getting the, all the tea bags and tea boxes. But in reality, they just dumped it all in the ocean. 
There it goes. And we're talking big crates of tea. We're not talking a small like, box of celestial seasoning. Oh yeah, no, we're talking like crates and crates, and like they had to pay up before all of it and stuff. It was crazy. Wow. What and other? then oh, go ahead. There was the Boston massacre. What what happened in the Boston massacre? Um, an American basically kind of got into an argument with a British soldier, then threw a snowball, and then somebody fired. I'm pretty sure that was the first shot of the Revolutionary War. Or well, it led up to right to the war, and I'm pretty sure it's unknown who actually shot it first. Nobody so it, really it knows. Came from a snowball fight. Yeah, basically, and like insults and stuff. Can you imagine if you were at school somewhere where there was snow and on recess or something, someone threw a snowball at somebody else and, and somebody, then it like, turned the into gunfire like, and the next thing you know, the colonies like five were at people war. Dead. Yeah. Five people were killed, so that was really bad. So there was a lot of unrest. There was some unfair taxing and just you know, tension was building in the colonies. And so you said at the beginning, Independence Day um, was when independence was recognized hmm. in the colonies. But really, so when, what's the date of July 4th? It's, it's basically the day, hopefully I'm not getting this wrong, the day that the Declaration of Independence had been accepted. Well, it had been published. So there is some question over, it was really a trick question. I was asking what what the date was for July 4th to see if you'd say July 4th or not. But <laughs> so there were a number of copies. There were there weren't Xerox machines. There weren't copy machines back then, right? right so things would be like, copied by hand, done with a printing press and printed out. So there were a number of drafts of the Declaration of Independence that went out to get signed. Um, some of them were even signed like July 2nd and whatnot. So it just happened to be the one that was on July 4th really got the most spread and you know distribution we very easily could be having second of july celebrations if yeah. that one had gotten a little more distribution but it doesn't roll off the tongue correctly it so. doesn't well maybe maybe there was some marketing at play maybe someone said hey you know what you know fireworks on the fourth sounds a lot better than fireworks on the second yeah <laughs> so so independence day really marks when like the Declaration of Independence was published and then they were saying, we're declaring our independence from you, Britain. We're not paying these taxes anymore. We're um, going to be separate. And they accepted it, I'm pretty sure. Brit Britain accepted it? Well, no, wait, no, they didn't. No, because there was a war that came from there, right? Yeah. So basically, King George was like, yeah, right. Yeah, we're not going to stand for that. Yeah, and then... And then um, Paul Revere and, like, I forgot the names of all the other people. Basically, uh, Paul Revere had set it up where it's like, okay, so one guy was, like, in one of those towers, like, watching towers, and basically, light the candle if you see the ships or something like that. And, like, since they didn't have, like, text or anything back then, that was, like, the best that they can do. Really? Yeah. They didn't have, like, FaceTime or... No. Discord, or no. Even Discord or... Yeah, that came later down the line. Probably a good thing. No one was sitting there all like, oh, I'm playing Roblox right now. I <laughs> I missed the signal. <laughs> that would have been bad. Mm, yeah. Um, so there was a number of battles that that took place. And right. and surprisingly, I mean, the number of people, there was only like 
200,000, a little over 200,000 U.S. troops or American troops, not United States yet, but American troops and like 4,000, just over 4,000 casualties. Yeah. Uh, through the whole war. But, well, no, I wouldn't but say it did 4, last a number or, of years. Well, right. Like about eight years, four years. Well, so let's get into the dates a little bit. So 1776 tends to be the date that we're saying July 4th, 1776 is when we're saying independence was. But the first battle of the war, the Declaration of Independence didn't come out and then the war started. Right? Right. The first, when, what was the first battle of the war? Uh, forget this one a lot. It was in New York, I'm pretty sure. So it was in Lexington. Does that sound? Oh yes, there? yes, Lexington. And that was in 1775, in April of 75. And then George Washington puts together the army in June of 75. Right. And so, I mean, the war essentially has started, and then the Declaration, you know, is signed that next year. Right. Right. So pretty brave of these guys to say, because if they didn't win, what's going to happen to all those people that signed their name to this declaration? You'd all get hung, basically. Probably. Right. What was the last battle of the Revolutionary War? One of the most famous. Yeah. And it's famous because it was essentially the last one, because what happened there? Plot twist. Um, George Washington is helped out by the French because, you know, he because, prom- you know, French and the Britain, they were kind of enemies and they were kind of fierce with each other. So America was like, hey, we'll grant you this victory, but, you know, you need to come help us and serve as blockades. And they did that so the British couldn't eat, drink or have any weapons or any ammunition. Right. They cut off the resupply route. So they were basically fighting with sticks and rocks in a nutshell. To some extent, but so part of it was they cut off their resupply route, but they also, uh, General Cornwallis and the Britons, they thought they would go out in the peninsula in Yorktown and, and get picked up by their ships and escape. They thought they had an escape route, but, but they were surprised happened. because what did the French do? They served as blockaded. They blockaded, <laughs> they, they were a blockade. They kept the British ships from coming in. And so they cut off their escape. So along comes, comes George Washington and the French, and he had others fighting with him as well, right? Right. And when they're at Yorktown, basically that just was a matter of time. And something like a couple of cool things. A, even though Britain had hired Hessians, which were German like assassins, and they were like the most feared upon the war because they were very ruthless Mm -hmm. and they had bayonets, which is basically a musket, but with a sharper edge. No. So the bayonet is the kind of knife that goes on to the end of the Yeah. So they had a bayonet. Yeah. And basically it was triangular. So the wound was kind of harder to heal or something. Yeah. Because if you make it, Difficult. You don't kill the person, but you make it difficult to take care of them. But I'm pretty sure that's more difficult died. on the enemy than than if they're like, oh, you just left them for dead, or a wound that healed up easy enough. Right. They can keep moving along, but if you inflict some pain and make it difficult for them to heal, now it's like you've made it more difficult for the enemy to battle. Yeah. 
because they have to take care of their wounded. But the funny thing is, even though they were hired by Britain, I'm pretty sure there was like a German general working with George Washington. Who was hired by Britain? The Hessians. The Hessians? They were, so they were, they're not assassins. They were mercenaries. So they're soldiers for hire. But they were, they were also helping out the Americans. Right. So it was kind of confusing. Well, I'm, what I'm saying, they were, along with the French, they were helping out the Americans. I'm not sure. And there may have been some mercenaries that were working with the British as well. Right, because like that one book about the American Revolutionary War, they didn't mention Hessians, how you say them, working with the Americans. I just didn't kind of hear about that in that book. Well, and, it, and again, you just finished fifth grade, and it's like each year you're probably going to go through more and more American history. Right. And you'll go a little deeper each time. Right. Well, yeah, we learned. But I would say your your the amount of knowledge you have about it is is, is pretty good. There's some loose, there's some frayed ends there. So, uh, but overall, I think you you you've got a pretty good grasp on what led to it. And so, also, mm-hmm, uh, go ahead. So, in the beginning of the war, this is probably one of the most famous things. You know, the British were coming in, and basically, Paul Revere had that little militia, which is like a militia. small yeah militia, which is like a small group of people. Mm-hmm. And basically, he kind of yelled, the British are coming. And, like, he was yelling it out so everybody could get prepared. And basically, all the locals had already ran out. Yeah. So then, and then it's actually unknown who fired who fired the first shot in the American Revolutionary War. Kind of makes sense. I mean, who's supposed to necessarily know? Because, like, that was, like, hundreds of years ago. And it wouldn't have been that well. And reported. no one tweeted it? Yeah, like. I'm thinking of the word militia again. And I just, what popped in my head was, like. One of those advertisements for a for a new prescription. Totally. Ask your doctor about militia. Side effects may include vomiting. <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> I think the side effects of uh, of taxes taxes <laughs> included vomiting too, right? And yeah. so that's part of what led to it. And so go ahead. Oh, and basically, we all know what happened next. It was kind of really funny. Basically, Cornwallis didn't want to surrender to George Washington so he sent like a lower rank mm-hmm. to surrender and then George Washington's like hold up who are you I'm his lower rank yeah right okay then talk to my other lower rank yeah no. yeah Cornwallis yeah. was a little cowardly and, and not coming out you know to surrender himself sending someone else to do it yeah um and we'll and you haven't been there to Yorktown yet Hope we don't live far from there. So that's that's one we'll be able to go check out uh, on our own pretty and, soon, right? Yeah. And the bad thing in the Revolutionary War is that smallpox, that was when it got really bad. Yeah. And it kind of started to do like a whole kill wave. But basically, if you already had it once and you survived it, then it wouldn't get you again because it was like the flu. Your body knows how to defend against it. So you know how you get like a flu shot? Or a... Or a chicken pox or something yeah, yeah you get a shot of vaccination you yeah. know how they did it back then like how they did this if i remember this right i think it was with smallpox the way they did the inoculations uh during the revolutionary war was they you know they put some of that the live virus on uh, a thread and they ran a needle with the thread through your skin but that was so your body knew how to defend against it well right but now what we do is we use a syringe and we you know inject inject it right right but what the way they did it there was by dragging that thread of it through 
to your body. Yeah. But it's just amazing to think of, um, you know, the technology we have now in fighting war and, and fighting a virus or, or any kind of illness. We're talking, you know, over 200 years ago and the way they handled all these things, resupplying food, ammunition, weapons, uniforms, boots. I mean, a lot when we're dealing with the winter um, and you're talking started, this war started in 1775 and the last battle in uh, Yorktown was in 1781, right? That's quite so a long time. we're talking like six years of war and six winters and you know they're not wearing patagonia jackets or north face (laughs) and you know sub-zero degree boots snow boots yeah pretty amazing yeah and this is kind of off topic but like compared like how you said about the thing for your vax like the vaccinations like the thing is it's really cool seeing how they evolved from that because like a couple of hundred years ago when the Black Death was a thing, probably the worst devastation ever, or one of the worst. It what they did was they would either A bloodlet by cutting out your wrist so the bad blood would come like come out, but the good blood would. Or they would just perform like live surgery on you. They would do some pretty terrifying stuff. Oh yeah. I'm sure some of that was still kind of in practice. Well yeah, like the, the bug thing War. didn't Revolutionary War. So just having to deal with, you know, illness on top of, you know, gunshot wounds and, you know, starvation and the cold weather, treating cold weather injuries. I mean, people today, even though you've got gloves and hats and all that, people still get frostbite now. But imagine then. So, so many difficult things they had to deal with. So I think war was a little more slow moving. I mean six years um of fighting the war but you know it wasn't then, uh, a battle a day and then the funny thing is it's like you told me that like before it was kind of a gentleman's war where like they fired once and then like the other side fired once well yeah gentleman's war in the sense of there's there's sort of a protocol to, to fighting <laughs> it you had these lines of of troops and it was you know one's firing while the next one's starting to reload and there's a third one and they just kind of leapfrog through the process but it was one line of soldiers firing at another line of soldiers it wasn't like you know this soldier by name aiming at that soldier by name so that was kind of a change in the the way the americans started fighting where it was like hiding behind trees and firing at people and like what or just using the word aim yeah and then like the Britons, like i could imagine like one of the soldiers just hear them scream aim he was like what yeah the what? okay i'm just gonna uh, <laughs> aim what are you doing i'm We're just, just kind of shooting that way i'm just gonna go ostrich mode <laughs> yeah i can't imagine yeah and so, like oh go ahead and i watched this video earlier on muskets and how much damage they can inflict on you yeah the 1805 version so they basically made this substance that's very similar to human and bone. And they basically put a representation of how the musket worked in 1805. And it's crazy. It literally just disintegrates the bone. And then like the guy said, you'd have to have that limb removed. It's, the bone's gone. Oh. Basically. And they're not putting it down. So you hear the term, have you heard the, have you heard the term bite the bullet? Yeah. No. I mean, I have. Do you know where that came from? No. So, like, if they had to amputate 
someone's arm. Let's say if they got shot in the lower arm and they had to remove the arm, they had to cut it off. Right. They would put a bullet between their teeth to bite down on. Oh. So when they, when, you know, maybe they'd try to give them a little something, drink a little whiskey, do something to try to ease the pain that was about to come. But then when they break that thing off or saw it off or whatever, you know, bite the bullet and then they had to cauterize it and they may heat up a piece of metal or something to kind of burn, sizzle the the stub. Well, nowadays, a little what, medieval sounding, right? Yeah. And like nowadays, like I, I don't even want to know what they did like back in like medieval ages, like 1400s. Like they probably got like an actual saw and just sawed it off. Yeah. Amputations probably weren't a pretty thing. Survival rate was probably very low. <laughs> yeah. Compared to now where you'd be you'd be put out and yeah it'd be a more graceful and then your arm would surgery. probably be replaced with something or nothing right so this independence day will be a little different under the covid yeah uh requirements to kind of stay in i don't know of any fireworks that are going on yeah i mean social distance fireworks yeah the fireworks have to stay six feet apart and like they have to wear masks yeah Kind of funny. That might be <laughs> difficult, but uh, who knows, man? I'm sure that a bunch of independent people will be firing off some stuff. So there'll be some things yeah. going on, but no parades, no big concert gatherings. So yeah. it's going to be a little bit weird. Um, it's it's kind of like a coincidence because like during the Revolutionary War, they had smallpox and now we have COVID. So it's kind of a coincidence. Oh, so maybe that's how we're recognizing Independence Day this year. Yeah, maybe. It's our throwback to the Revolutionary War of having a bit of a pandemic. And like smallpox is long gone now. Like scientists have secured it. Well, that's good. We've come somewhere in the last 250 years. Yeah. Thank goodness. Anything else you want to say about the Revolutionary War and Independence Day? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I know that there's like, I know that there's like just probably just one thing that I'm forgetting. Um, yeah. So basically... This is kind of just random, but I think like John Quincy Adams or the president after him was the first president to be born on technically um, like USA, United States soil. I just wanted to mention that, like not on British soil. Because like John Adams, he was born British, basically. Well, but they were born. Where were they born, though? In America. They were born here. They were British subjects, though. So you're saying John Quincy Adams was... The first to be born after our independence. We'll, well check then, fact on that. Yeah, something like that, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, and I'm wondering if they had like plague doctors of their kind. I, I think they did. I think like way up until the 19th century, which would be like 1800s, they had plague doctors. <laughs> so we'll post a picture of you. Right now, since this isn't a video podcast, but you you have a real affinity for Revolutionary War hats and, and weapons. Weapons. So for your birthday, that just happened. Yep. Just yesterday. You got. What did you get? Why don't you tell the audience what you're wearing right now? Oh well, I have a toy musket in my hand. I do not want to fire. It makes a lot of obnoxious sounds. Yep. And uh, it's. It's a Kentuckian musket. It's probably a Civil War musket, but it looks similar enough. Like Amazon was selling real muskets, so uh, 
And then I also got a, a like a Patriot hat. Yeah. It's very well decorated. It actually looks quite accurate, you could say. It's got some cool uh, gold bedazzle on it. I'm pretty sure that's what it looked like at the time. So, you know, quite accurate. That's a tricorn hat. Like, has the three corners to it, right? Yep. And then, like, it has, like, Velcro on it that you can remove. Oh, Velcro, just like the original? Yeah. yeah. Like the colonist hat that we used <laughs> Very cool. Oh, yeah. We'll post a picture of you with that so people can see. Yep. So you're wearing that right now in celebration of our Independence Day episode. Yep. All right. Well, maybe we can do a little reenactment um, on 4th of July. Of what? Of the siege at Yorktown or something. Mm-hmm. You can be the Americans and I'll be Cornwallis for this one. <laughs> or we can line up some plushies or something. That would be interesting. All right. We'll do that. Maybe we'll film it. Mm, that'd be pretty weird. all right i think we've about run the course on independence day yep and we will read up a little bit more on it yep obviously you've learned something in school in the last couple of years yep but it's a good day to reflect on where this nation started yep and uh since we're not able to go out for parades and fireworks and all that and we're probably this year get, we yeah. can maybe we can watch maybe we'll oh you know what we can do we could watch the Patriot. The Patriot. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we'll find something a little better. Oh, come uh, on. Or my dad's be. favorite movie from Williamsburg, Making of a Patriot. Oh, God. You'd love it if we watched that. No, no, let's watch The Patriot. The Patriot? Not a Patriot, The Patriot. All right. Maybe we'll check that one out. Yeah. And if anyone else out there listening has a good suggestion of a good Revolutionary War movie to watch. They can always yep. leave a comment wherever they're listening to our podcast, right? Yep. All right. Well, the next time they hear us, it'll be after this birthday of the nation. Oh, yeah. Next week. All right, John. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to What John Knows About. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by Kevin McLeod. Check him out for royalty-free music at incompetech.filmmusic.io.